FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 184 of the podcast that goes snicked. I'm your host, Jason, shameless plug venable. And uh, it's a b- 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 bonus flashback episode, the Wolverine 88 preview. That's right, we're going to talk about Marvel Age Annual number 4 from 1988, which boasts a preview of some comics, including the new Wolverine solo series. So this podcast episode is going to do exactly what this comic does and whet the appetite for the listener to get ready to talk about the new solo series coming up soon. Oh, wait. This issue doesn't really do that so much. (laughs) Alright. So Marvel Age Annual, or just Marvel Age in general, the annuals, um, specifically, are kind of a A to Z catch-up what's going on in the Marvel Universe. Generally ignorable. Mostly, usually have like little reprints or or previews that you might think of nowadays, where like it's the first couple of pages from an issue. But I wanted to check this one out, and actually went out and, and found this and bought it because it boasted new material in the Wolverine preview, and technically that is correct. Um, and yeah, so technically that is correct, <laughs> that the Wolverine, the few pages of Wolverine preview here are un, previously unpublished material, and they are not the same as Wolverine number one, which we'll get to shortly. It was just, a, just really just a few flashback episodes away. And I'll talk more about that at the end of the episode, but um, yeah, so this this really serves more as a commercial for just kind of mutant comics in general and pretty shamelessly is is just barely a Wolverine preview at all. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. So this is going to be a commercial length episode. I mean, we're literally talking, I might be able to squeeze 20 minutes out of this bad boy, but we'll see. Um, so Marmage... Mar- uh, Marvel Age. Uh, uh, I'm going to spend more time trying to pronounce this than I am talking about it. Marvel Age Annual Number Four from 1988, only 75 cents. The official Marvel News Magazine, um, as a pretty stunning cover by Art Adams, which is all X themed. And of course, Wolverine is front and center, so that's pretty nice. And I'm on the cover at boast. Four new five-page previews of Wolverine, Speedball, Damage Control, and a Shadowline Saga, which I will admit I never heard of until I bought this comic, um, or news magazine that I bought here. But anyway, on the cover by Art Adams is, is pretty gorgeous. It's a white, just plain white background with lots of X characters. Like I said, Wolverine is front and center, definitely kind of, uh, trading on his popularity for sure. Um, right behind him, flying is Rogue Storm, Archangel. Uh, that little 
robot with the froggy face. I forget what it's called or even what it's from. Um, of course, Cannonball. And then I think that's Megan in the background. Because we have a... We have some nice Excalibur on this cover. And I gotta say, Art Adams, Captain Britain, pretty badass. Pretty nice looking. Um, and of course, we have Shadowcat and, and Phoenix, the Rachel version. It's kind of rounding out the Excalibur team. Uh, flanking some other new mutants, we have Warlock. Um, of course, we have X Factor. We have Marvel Girl, Cyclops. And down at the bottom, we have some more new mutants. We have. Donnie or Danny and uh, Wolfsbane and Magic. We have some, un- oh, and the Sunspot. The rest of X Factor, we have Beast. Then, of course, we have some Uncanny X Men. We have Havoc, Longshot, Dazzler, Colossus, and Psylocke. And did I mention Nightcrawler in the Excalibur lineup? That's where he is at this point. But, um, anyway, it's a great cover. The Wolverine's amazing. And, uh, I mean, obviously, the more in the back the characters get, kind of the the less detailed they are. But, but, man, it's a nice cover. So, we'll talk about this Wolverine preview. It is written by Chris Claremont with breakdowns by John Basima. Finished art by Klaus Jansen. There's a couple of parts where it just definitely looks like Klaus Jansen. And you kind of wish that Klaus or Klaus, however you want to say it, had done a little more solo Wolverine stuff because it's... it's Kind of nice. Um, Tom Orzakowski does the letters. Gregory Wright does the colors. And um, so it starts off like a nice preview. We're set in Madripoor, which I did not know until recently when I Wikipedia'd it. That Madri- I always just assumed that Madripoor debuted in the Wolverine solo series. That's not true. It was actually an issue of New Mutants in the 30s. Not the 1930s, the uh, the 30s issues, um, which I, I had no idea. Much to most of the listeners' chagrin, I've talked at length, I think, ad nauseum that I never didn't really read New Mutants growing up, so I don't really have any of those issues. Uh, so Andrew can maybe talk about and write in about the, the first appearance of Madripoor, or I know John Wilson is also finish reading a lot of the new mutants and possibly the whole thing if i remember so he can maybe write in and talk about you know the the debut of madripoor but this is where we are and i know that's where the wolverine solo series is going to start and i will say there's there's three panels on this first page and on this first page it seems like it's going to deliver on its promise of like a original story that's kind of building up to the wolverine solo series and i'll just it's not that much. I'll just read it. So we have like one wide shot of Madripoor uh, contrasting like the urban area and the countryside. So you have like these nice skyscrapers and these like huts on a hill. And in Wolverine's voice, this is Madripoor. To those who know the wildest city in the world, a place where anything goes and everything has its price. My kind of town. I'm Wolverine. To those who know, I'm the one. I'm one of the most dangerous men in the world. You want to find out how dangerous? Cross me sometime. And that's an awesome panel. Um, the coloring's really great. Uh, Jansen's Wolverine looks amazing, even though, and it does. I mean, I know it's Busima or Jansen over Busima, but it looks like Jansen. I mean, just just it's what it looks like. 
when it's Wolverine kind of skirting across the rooftop. First time in his all black sleeveless kind of ninja costume. And in this issue, he has a black shadow over his eyes for a panel. It goes away. Almost makes you think it's a mistake, but it looks really cool, and I know that comes back later, so I don't know. Uh, Jansen and Orbisima also give him the really loose sideburns, and they're hanging down. They're not attached to his face, but they're still really long. Anyway, it's a great panel. Um, anyway, after he says, cross me sometime, we see another panel of him. Uh, stalking a rooftop as a woman and her daughter hang clothes on a clothesline. It says, just remember to say your prayers first. Great opening page. Fantastic. Then suddenly we turn the page and he talks about how he's an X-Man. Then he starts, then the ship, like X-Factor ship, is hovering over Madripoor. Or the city. Is, is it Mad? What's the name of the big city? I don't know. Anyway, I don't remember. I know. I don't remember. Um, we get a snicked of Wolverine in an alleyway hiding from ship because he doesn't want the X-Factor guys to know he's alive. And so then we get a nice page of all the X-Factor characters. Um, and above them are a floating head of the characters in their original costumes, which are barely any different from the costumes they're wearing right now. Um, of course, now they have all the big X's which I really like these uniforms, but their heads aren't that different. <laughs> like you would have shown the whole body maybe, or even done like Snowman Iceman, but it's literally Iceman, you know, current to 88 with his big power belt because he just won the wrestling championship, the ice wrestling championship. And then above him is an Iceman head that really doesn't look any different at all. Then we have Beast in the brown and yellow. And above him, the same head with the same cowl, because the suit's basically the same, but it's blue. And we have Cyclops in his white and blue X. And above him, the old school first appearance uniform, uh, the cowl over his head and the bigger goggles, and that's, it really looks about the same. Marvel Girl, only difference, her mask is green. And then we have Angel's floating head, but there's no Archangel in the picture. Um, anyway. He talks about X-Factor, and then suddenly he's in town, and he's uh, in regular clothes. He's in his leather jacket, fedora, pants. He's walking around town. Um, he does comment on that, that it, it bothers him that Marvel Girl, or Jean Grey, that he knows it's her, but she's supposed to be dead. But of course, after following the mutants, he comments, but what the heck, so am I. And so he says, in a sense, I came here to be myself, to live as close to the edge as possible, where a man's survival is determined by strength and skill and smarts, and there's no team to back me up. So that's kind of a, look, I'm going to have a solo book, all right. But it doesn't mean I don't have friends. And he talks about Jessica Drew and Lindsay McCabe. So Claremont, even though Spider-Woman has been canceled, will be pulling these characters in. Of course, he wrote a bulk of Spider-Woman issues. So that'll be fun to see Jessica Drew. And then we get <laughs> a just blatant classic X-Men plug. There's some kid walking around selling classic X-Men stories. He says, hey, American girls, as he walks up to Jessica and Lindsay. He says, you want to buy stories about the X-Men? Classic stuff. All their adventures right up to the moment they got killed in Dallas. Untold inside stories, secrets no one's ever heard of. Basically explaining the new series, Classic X-Men. 
<laughs> oh, that's so meta, right? All right. Um, then Wolverine lights up a little cigarette. Um, the X-Men need to stay dead. That's part of the reason he doesn't have a team and why he's sneaking around. Then we kind of get one more little kind of taste of what might be to come. We have um, when not Koi, who is, uh, remember, remember Karma's uncle, the bad Vietnamese gangster, um, and he's now a Madripoor, and Wolverine doesn't like it. Doesn't like it at all. So he doesn't want the X-Men to fight him. He, they don't want, he doesn't want them to know the X-Men's alive, but, you know, he doesn't like this guy messing up Madripoor and bringing his smut, his filth, so he's going to maybe take care of business. So that's our one kind of tease. We get a snicked. And then he doesn't do anything, but he, he uh, Wolverine version keys the car after uh, when Not Koi gets out of his kind of, not really a limousine, it's more like just a black Cadillac, I guess. But Wolverine, we get a snick, he pops his claws, and he just walks down the side of the car after they leave and scratches it all up. One of the guys turns around and notices, but of course Wolverine has already skulked off. And then for no reason at all, the new mutants pop in. They land on front of the on top of the car with one of Magic's teleportation disc. For reasons unknown to anybody, Moonstar fondles uh, Magic's boob. Don't really know why that happens. But um then the new mutants just talk about how Inferno it's coming. You know, I mean, one thing they could tie this into the story if Karma was still in the New Mutants. You know, it's her uncle that we're talking about here. So, oh, wait, you know, maybe coincidence, but, you know, it's just related. No, it's the, literally the new, the new Mutants pop in for like three panels just to plug Inferno. And then Shadowcat shows up. She's looking for Ileana. And the rest of Excalibur also shows up just to say... But if something's wrong, we should help. Isn't that why we formed Excalibur? Coming soon to a comic shop near you, or grocery store, or wherever you bought comics in 88. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, then we get three panels of shame with Excalibur plug. And Wolverine, co- he's off to the side, he comments how much he misses Kitty. He wants to let her know that he's alive, but he can't. Uh, then he talks about there's an Inferno coming as well, and maybe the X-Men can help fight it. Because we're dead now, and we're legends. We're the X-Men. And that's that's our quote-unquote Wolverine solo series preview. Five pages of one page focused on Wolverine, and the rest just plugging all the other different X-Books, all the other mutant books, get a little time to shine here. It's not bad. I mean, it's not a terrible idea. It just it, it kind of turns what I was hoping would be like a short little story to hype you up for the Wolverine series is literally just a series of commercials. And it's not that interesting. Especially if you're reading all this already, like you already know what's going on. So and this would maybe benefit like someone who never read X-Men titles, but then they're probably not that excited about trying to get the Wolverine preview anyway. So uh, I don't know. The art definitely gets like way sloppier as it goes. Um, it's almost kind of indistinguishable at the end. Everybody just kind of looks terrible. It's too bad because the first page was pretty cool. Just like the story. Cool first page, bunch of crap. 
So then we get Marvel A to Z. So there's some kind of interesting stuff here. Talking about some books I've been reading, that's kind of fun. Uh, talk about what's coming up in, in the year to come. Um, so we get to uh, Wolverine, and here we do get kind of a little preview in um, what he says. Um, what does he say here? Oh, first, so it's really like A to S, and then the rest will be later. Because then we get a speedball story. Speedball, the mass marvel, and the mystery of Crooked Face. Plotted and penciled by Steve Ditko. Scripted by Roger Stern. Inks by Jackson Geis. Letters by Rick Parker. Colors by Tom Vincent. And, um, I mean, it's always cool to see Ditko's name, but literally... Uh, speedball fights this guy who's, who's the crooked face but it's just a guy in a, a mask that looks kind of like a Jim Carrey mask or whatever and speedball busts him and that's it doesn't really make me want to go buy a new speedball series but I guess that was the intention then we get a double page spread of the new Marvel Universe poster 50 inches by 50 inches Sports dang near every hero and villain we got by Ed Hannigan and Joe Rubenstein. And my goodness, there's a lot of characters on here. It'd probably be a pretty cool poster to have had back in 88. Wolverine's down kind of in the corner. Uh, it's just, wow, it's, it's really busy. <laughs> All right, so then we get to the Wolverine kind of description, a little blurb in the A to Z section. And it talks about, you know, the creators. That's, you know, it's written by Chris Claremont, penciled by John Buscema, and inked by Al Williamson. Chris Claremont described as much, this, oh, sorry. Chris Claremont described this much-demanded monthly series as Wolverine Unleashed. So that's kind of exciting. And we know from, like, the full-page ad, the house ad, that we're going to see kind of the body count of Wolverine that we're always being told about. We're going to get a chance to probably see it now. Um, so this series will feature Wolverine by himself with the restraints off is being treated as high adventure rather than superheroics sort of a combination of Conan meets Terry and the pirates why not um, exotic locales mysterious women ultra villainous villains adventure style wit fashion murder and mayhem not necessarily in that order and that's probably the first five pages of issue one and he just goes on to say that the, the first issue is going to set up the status quo. This is what he is. This is what he does. Amazingly, in all of this, in the written preview and the, the actual like comic pages, no mention of being the best there is at what he does. thought that was curious. So the first three issues are going to involve a quest for an ancient cursed sword, which will eventually involve the Silver Samurai. And they point out in this little article here, who is apparently not working with the Viper anymore. Which, of course, if you've been reading Captain America at this time, you know the Viper's got her own thing going on, trying to turn uh, President Reagan into a snake. No, that's really what she's doing. Um, <laughs> and it talks about the supporting cast, Jessica Drew and Lindsay McKay from Spider-Woman. Um, and then they're going to have an old villain who used to be a New Mutants and Spider-Woman, and a crime lord who's also Karma's uncle, General Coy. And, um... I'm going to have Karma come back as well. So, and this is something he mentions. I don't know if we ever get this, or at least how, I don't know if we get it in the pages of Wolverine. We may get it in some other places. I don't remember. And it may be way later. 
But he, Claremont says he's been talking to Walt and Wheezy, uh, Louis Simonson, about a possible fight between Wolverine and Angel where they pretty much kill each other. And with Archangel, you can do that now. And that sounds really exciting, and I, I don't know if that pays off in the near future. But, man, that would have made me super excited. Because you know, from issues of Uncanny, that Wolverine and Warren, like Wolverine and Angel, or Logan and Warren, did not get along at all. Kind of hated each other. Angel, I think, at one point, even like pretty much left the X-Men because of Wolverine, and, you know... There's just a lot of animosity, and now he's Archangel, so he's, he's a little more prone to violence. So seeing them kind of square off in kind of a more grisly fight in the solo series has a lot of promise to it. I just, I, I don't know how that goes, how that plays out. So then we also have the first appearance of Damage Control, which we'll talk about that some in Inferno. Um, this is a sales pitch starring the Grey Hulk. is written by Dwayne McGuffey. Penciled by Ernie Cologne, inked by John D'Agostino, letters by Rick Parker, colors by Gregory Wright. And basically, Damage Patrol is trying to enlist the Grey Hulk or Mr. Fixit to endorse them because they'll help clean up all his messes in Vegas. And uh, he's having none of it. So we get a new universe A to Z, which. I had a couple of those. Even as a kid, I didn't enjoy them. Um, there's a Marvel trivia quiz. Then we have the Shadowline Saga, which I couldn't even read. It was terrible. Then we have Epic A to Z, which I didn't realize that the Wolverine and Havoc Meltdown limited series was part of Epic, like, like in that line. So that that's interesting. Then we have Star Comics A to Z, which, of course, is all the cartoon stuff, like Alf, Care Bears, Rocky and Bullwinkle, Count Duckula. I don't. I don't remember the Dino Riders comic. I had the toys. Um, anyway, other stuff like that. So that's that. Um, yeah, the preview was not as advertised. Um, a couple of cool panels, but maybe a couple of cool lines. But I would have been really disappointed even for spending seventy-five cents on this back in the day. Actually, probably not. Actually, 10-year-old Jason, which was when this came out, would have really loved all the details, reading all the paragraphs about what's happening in the comics. I would have been all into that. Now, and especially since none of it's new anymore, <laughs> looking at, hey, what's coming up in 1988 comics that I either have already read or probably never will. Um, yeah, just not that interesting. But... I don't even know. If, I don't even know if I sh- it's really fair to to grade this because it really is just plugs. So you know what? I'm not going to. It is what it is. It's a news magazine for crying out loud. Kind of teased, kind of in the disguise of a comic book as an annual for Marvel Age, but it's really not. I don't know. And, I, and the story is not really a story. If I grade, if I grade this, it's going to be really low. If I were to treat this like a legit story and grade it, I would give this whole thing the first page would be worth a claw by itself. And that's cool, and that's why it's going to be promising. And then it quickly devolves. 
him key in the car with his claws. Pretty cool. I guess that's another claw. I would, I would give this whole thing two out of six claws if I were grading it. And so you can say, well, you just did, and take that for what it's worth. <laughs> but that's Marvel Age Annual number four from 1988, the Wolverine Solo Series preview. I am really excited to get to the series. So here's what we have coming up, besides our regular current episodes. As far as the flashbacks, flashback, we have the debut of Marvel Comics Presents. That'll be next. Then we have the uncanny story from Genosha. The introduction, the debut of Genosha, which is pretty cool. And then we're ready for Wolverine number one. And so I don't know if the timing will work out completely right, but that might be right around the time for the podcast birthday. I'm not going to delay it on purpose just to do that. But if that were to happen, that would be pretty cool. So we'll see how everything kind of plays out. But, um, yeah, so now it's time for my shameless plugs. Like the Facebook page. Leave an iTunes review. Uh, email snickcast at yahoo.com. Twitter at snickcast. And show notes at snickcast.podbean.com. And that's it, folks. You don't need to buy this. Or really even read it. I'll tweet the first page. That's all you need. Um, yeah, so until next time, hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye. And snacks.